Welcome to the Rego Podcast with Zane and GT. My name's Zane. I do rallying in South Australia and some national events. Yeah, um, a couple here and there. Well, sometimes when the car's not broken. Mm. And, yeah, uh, regular. But um, rally fan, watch rallying. It's in blood. Yeah, you're right. What do I you mean, do? Rallying's right? not really in my blood. I was born into more of a, a dairy farming yeah, community. Yeah, you're a farmer. Um, you're a, road, uh, you're a cowboy. Yeah, I sort of defected a little bit there, I suppose. Um, you know, I went from cow shit to um, Renault Clio gearboxes exploding. So it's like same... What an upgrade. Like different shit, but, um, you know, same, same old. But, um, you know, done a bit of rallying in my time. Um, been overseas, um, been around the country. Um, you know, probably prefer rallying in Australia, really. We've got a really, um, really cool... Roads and the vibe as well. Yes, yeah. it is. It is about Marbo, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to be um, chatting about rallying. Um, this is our very first podcast, isn't it? And it's the first time we've ever tried to record a podcast. Mm. So yeah, we're talking about it for for weeks, days, months. Bear with us. Years. Uh, so we're going to give it a crack. Um, basically, we wanted to create a podcast. Uh, we listen to them a lot. Um, Dirtfish podcast, uh, Absolute Rally. There's a lot overseas, especially from the UK, uh, talking about WRC and, and European rallying. But we wanted to sort of give an Australian perspective, uh, more on our thoughts on what's happening in in, in Australia, but also um, in the WRC and whatever really rallying's about worldwide, really. So. Yeah, I think I think it's, it's, it's a podcast about what we're into, and we are into... Hmm. Rallying in Australia and international. Cheers so, to that. Yeah. Yeah, so without further ado, um, we are the, well, we were the two hosts. Now we're going to uh, sort of welcome our third host. Uh, Aaron Windus has joined us tonight. Um, our first special guest. Special guest. Slash Friend host, of the show. Slash mate. Slash bloke from Victoria. Yeah, don't hold it against him. No. G'day. Very special guest. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely special. We pay, are we paying you for this enthusiast. or? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. This one's free. This one's okay. on the house because it's the first one. So, no, it's great to be here, guys. Very excited. This is obviously uh, something I've been looking forward to doing the podcast. Uh, I'm just talk, talking about motorsport and rallying. That's that's uh, that's that's my everyday life, really. So, love it. That's yeah. what we love to do. That's um, what we thought. We do it anyway for hours. So why not just record it? Why not record it? Yeah. <laughs> You know, simple, simple thing to do. Yeah, you know? um, not that hard to press record, no, is it? No. So it um, takes you three hours to set it up. <laughs> <laughs> it took Zane three hours to set up. Um, I'm just here drinking. So, um, no, look, tonight we just wanted to sort of, uh, you know, introduce our podcast um, and sort of talk about uh, what's just happened over in Monte Carlo with the opening round of the World Rally Championship um, and a bit about ARC and Aaron's plans and other varying things around rallying. Um, so we'll sort of dive into a bit of a Monty preview, uh, review, I, I suppose. Um, we loved watching it over the weekend. Um, we actually get together uh, with a bunch of our mates on the Sunday night for the power stage, and we um, definitely had uh, ten, no more than ten people at Zane's place, um, abiding by South Australia's COVID restrictions. There um, may Very have had a, may have had an infant, uh, but they, they, don't, don't, they, don't, they, they don't, don't definitely don't count. So. Um, Anyway, he was outside, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yes. we left him in the cage. Yeah, yes. Uh, so yeah, no, we enjoyed that. Um, again, I was I was a couple of beers uh, deep and um, really enjoyed seeing Sebastian Ogier get a, pen, uh, a, a um, flat tire and a penalty, uh, both there. I I disappointed with your level of excitement when Sebastian Ogier got screwed out of a victory. Yeah, I was pretty happy. Yeah, I what an exciting 
rally. And it came down to obviously the last two stages, which is really cool. But I got to say, I do like OGA. I'm, he's not my number one driver that I support. But to have Sebastian Loeb win the rally was what I was wishing for from the start. So uh, when that happened, I kind of succeeded. I kind of thought, you know, OGA's got this in the bag, really. It's just got to drive around. Uh, when I heard about a puncture, when I saw it on the screen, I just <laughs> couldn't believe it. So it just made, I guess, the, what the whole weekend was so exciting. That just topped it off. So I was pretty happy that Loeb won. I think I think a lot of people were very happy that Loeb won. Mm, mm. I mean, who wants to go, you know, down the last stage and he's got it in the bag, you know? It was a very Ogier position to be in. Was, Winning by 30 seconds, probably going to win the power stage, mm. bang, done. Mm. So we, we're getting, I guess, more to the end of it, though. Um, so, true. I mean, we were all looking forward to it. The new era, hybrid rally cars, space frames, the rest of it. And, um, I mean, we really saw, you know, M-Sport shine, and they were really the, the tip, to, tip to do good um, with the new era, with the new cars, and that sort of came to the fore. Um, I mean, where it really started for me was Shakedown, I suppose. We, I was eagerly anticipating Shakedown, and like well, we, all, like we all were. I mean, I mean, what was was the was Shakedown the first stage? Or was well, I think like as someone who's waited years for this formula, like literally, they yeah, you know eternity, years eternity yeah. for Sebastian Loeb. Mm. Sebastian Loeb of all people mm. to come to the shakedown of Monte Carlo. I mean, he won the first uh, first pass of shakedown. Yeah, yes. but I mean, that's the one we're all watching. Yes. Millions yes. of people, and mm. we're watching that shakedown. Yeah. So I mean, we'll talk about it later, but I immediately uh, um, changed my fantasy league team. That's true. Um, I you're a team. Loeb. Yes. Yes. You didn't actually change it after shakedown, did you? No, I believed in Mr. Loeb you and changed and it after it paid off the first stage. No, I didn't. I was wrong in my prediction oh, okay. there. Sometimes right. the fa- no, we're not going to anyway, get into we'll the get fantasy into league yet. All right. Um, so, biggest surprise from the first few stages. Uh look, the first few stages, of course, Adrian obviously came unstuck pretty quickly. But obviously, we saw the speed that he was uh, pretty much maintaining on the stages before he crashed. So, I was really intrigued to see that stage end for him. Of course, it didn't, but. You know, people like Adrian, of course, Gus, obviously he had some highlights at the rally. Um, Alfin took a little bit to get into it at the start, but I just think, again, obviously Loeb is the one that stands out, you know, that had the best start. So, yeah. My question is, when I saw Gus and Adrian, I have a lot of respect for Adrian, and obviously my respect for Gus has, has grown a lot in the last rally, but to see them competing outright, does that tell you a lot about the M Sport car? More than anything? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, you look at the development work, obviously, that they've done in the last however many months, but also Malcolm actually made a very good point at the end of the rally is every single time there's basically a new generation car. They're, they're on top. Obviously, the 17 World Rally Car, first rally at one. So uh, some people probably won't be surprised by that, but... Um, I think especially to see Gus, nearly he's got to step up, you know, so there's so much as a driver that he's done. And, of course, they needed to choose a new co-driver for him. They made sure they did that before the last rally at Monza. They wanted him dialed in so that he's competing for podiums and whatnot, the positions he did on the weekend. So uh, I think we all wanted to see the proof of that. So, yeah, that is obviously quite exciting to see that that's working well now. But Adrian... It's so weird. It's such a funny story. He hasn't been in the sport for so long. 
Mm. Yeah, he's mm. been doing this for what four years or something, and he's you know nearly at, at you know podium pace, which is just crazy. So well, something interesting Malcolm said last year in an interview, he said Adrian is one of the most. Well, I'm paraphrasing here, but he's one of the most technically gifted people that's ever driven for him. Think about yeah. the people that have driven for Malcolm Wilson. And he had that yeah. to say about Adrian. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're dead right. And, you know, that, you can't obviously disagree with what he's saying. It's And look, he shows that many, many times he's shown that. I think you've had people like Sunanen in the car. You know, he's, he's had a lot of other drivers that could have had that potential. But, mm. you know, I just think Adrian's, it's almost like Chris Atkinson with that amount of time. And to get up to that speed, that's, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, mm. awesome. I think, mm. yeah, for me, first few stages was Adrian, a big standout, even beating um, Breen. Mm. Like, I think we all expected Breen to be pretty pretty good in the new car. Adrian was in front of him in the results mm. until he crashed. Yeah, the proof will be in the pudding, I think. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the, the rest of the year goes. Like you said, Zane, um, is the car just so much better than everybody else's and so they're doing, um, you know, so well? Or, yeah, or, I mean, or are got... they actually driving? You know, you still have to drive the car. Yeah, but yeah. we've got snow and gravel and whatever coming up. Mm. So... Well, Monte Carlo is one of the trickiest rallies and, and, yeah. and people like Gus and... Um, you know, others were doing really, really well um, that, that haven't been in the past. So it'll be really, really exciting to yeah, see. Yeah, I remember from last year, the Hyundai was particularly good on fast gravel rallies. Is that still going to be true? More medium speed, I think. But yeah, yeah like, it'll be know, are, these, are these dynamics still going to be there? Or mm. is it still going to be standard? Well, it definitely seems like it with Hyundai. I know that we're delving that way now, but they had a they had a pretty shocker of an event. And once again, we saw, we saw our mate, um, we... Uh, Thierry Neville, we, uh, we're going to name him Terry from now on, um, but oh, uh, we have been for a while, so good old Terry, what a team player, um, he, he, just, he just works hard, doesn't he? And well, yeah, a fun fact for the listeners, Terry was our standout driver for mm. 2021. Mm, definitely. I mean, Someone he would have been champion if he, you know, if the suspension didn't collapse in Safari. If they had some MCA golds, mm. he would have won the been championship. Fine. Murray, please ring Hyundai, get yeah. rid of those Munros. Get on it. And we'll be right. So, no, no, Thierry did really well, um, considering the circumstances, considering how poorly Ott and, yeah, obviously, um, Oliver had his uh, smoking issues, um, his co-driver. Um, Lighten up in the car. Clearly, it was, it was smoking too much, because um, he couldn't hear him, and there was smoke. <laughs> so, that's that's the <laughs> conclusion I'm um, sort of uh, concluding at there, mm. that... Um, his co-driver really needs to stop smoking within, within kids in the special car. stages. It's, it's illegal. Uh, it's true. What is he, 6, 17, 18? I don't know. <laughs> He's pretty young. So, um, poor Oliver. Um, not really poor Ott, I suppose, but really poor Terry. Uh, excellent well, I result. I mean, poor Ott. Like, yeah. come on, his car broke. Yeah. Like, as usual. <laughs> He's had a bit of a rough run, yeah. he? So, no, no, Thierry finished sixth overall, which is a really fantastic result. He, he probably should have uh, retired like the rest of them, really. Um yeah, if, if yep. you know, that was to be told, but um, no, Hyundai definitely got a fair bit of work to do, and it really does sort of reflect what has been happening for the last how many years with Hyundai. Thierry's been able to sort of adapt his driving to the to a strut poking out the bonnet. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. and um, sort of do do his best, but it's just unfortunate. And like we've discussed that if Terry was in a um, in a M Sport car or a Toyota, that he'd probably be three time world champion now. He can that's, drive. That's the big question I have. Terry's been with Hyundai for a long time. After Monte Carlo, is he is he sending Malcolm a DM? 
Should be. You know? Like, that's be. a championship. I, I think, I I think, think he, he's one Facebook message away from a championship. I mean, I think Ott's just going to chuck in the towel and go, mow his lawn back home. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't really care about anything. What do you, what do you reckon, Aaron? Are you the same opinion of us with uh, with, with Thierry, or are you not a, are you not a Neville fan? No, I, I am. I don't know. I haven't been fully a Neville fan, but, you know, I can side with him on this. It's it's. Do you know what? Just before Monte Carlo, so many people asked me, oh, who's going to win the championship? What's your prediction? I put him and Elfin down at the end of the year to be fighting for the championship, and mm. I'm not so sure now. Like, I really didn't realise how much underdevelopment they they were going into Monte Carlo. So uh, I've never heard Neville speak like he did on the weekend. Some interviews, he was... Um, yeah, re- that was really quite some fighting words. So it uh, seems a, it seems a lead on as uh, a, a follow on from previous years where he has been getting more and more frustrated, and it's still happening. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, Tanak hasn't been. It, it, there's obviously not a lot you can get out of Tanak, but you can see his mood. You know, when you watch the coverage, it's it's the same morale around the team. So they also haven't got really any management there at the moment. So Andrea Adamo left uh, and there's really been no one to fill those shoes yet. So I think that's a big thing to do with the team. Um, but, you know, they've got a lot of work to do, I think, in just the first half, not let alone just getting sweet. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, we're all eagerly awaiting the um, uh, repping another podcast here, but Dirtfish here, they are doing a, um, a special podcast with um, Andrea. We'll, we'll see what he, his opinions of the, of the rally were. Um, but sort of, I wanted to get into a few a few um, uh, key points about the rally um, and go around the room here with our highlights. I suppose was the same. What was your highlight of Rally Monte Carlo twenty twenty two? Yeah, it's going to sound stupid, but shakedown. I mean, mm. just waiting, waiting so long for that was so exciting. Um, the only time I've ever cared about shakedown, um, and yeah, it was worth it. It was just mm. not even just to see the new cars in the natural habitat, whatever, but like. We got to the end of Shakedown, and the cars were separated by, like, 0.1 of a second. That was pretty cool. Like, yep. what the hell? We are expecting know? them to break down or 10 yeah, seconds in between. Exactly. Yep. Um, yep. Another highlight, Adrian's speed. Um, I think he's probably one to watch over the next few years to see that start coming true. Mm, unless he gets um, fired in the meantime. Well, hopefully he doesn't get fired um, for crashing cars. Um, Gus's stage win. Huge mm. highlight for me. That was, that that was, was, that pretty was cool. really exciting to watch. Um, cool. Also proof that they... The WRC records transports, mm, yep. and that Gus had pulled over, <laughs> responsibly Def- put his car yeah, in park, yep, yep. and was watching the stream. legally. Legally, Very legally. Um, did you mo- notice the uh, mid- misdemeanor there, Aaron? O- only the driver trainer in the room would, I think. No, he pulled over. Mm, I could definitely see uh, motion in the background there. The trees were moving on their own. So, um, I don't know what the fine for uh, using your mobile phone in while driving in France is, um, or whether, you know... I did did see this. I did think this. Did it cross your mind? No one said anything. No one said anything, but I've I've seen it, but... You know... Does it compare compare to uh, not doing a stage with a helmet strap or uh, running over a police officer? Um, I think it... It's like Honestly, a foreign number five, not bolting your helmet. It on. would surely looking at your phone. I was, nothing. I was just, I was just shocked by how are we the only ones talking about this? Mm. I've, I've heard no one else talking about. Is it about illegal? This. Is it illegal in Europe? A, we probably I should mean, have like, googled that you know, to be honest. It's illegal here. But, you know, <laughs> I definitely. I, I mean, don't I can watch. give you the full letter of the law if you like, but it's. Uh, when I'm driving yeah. around, I don't watch WRC live on my phone while I'm driving. Mm. Sometimes. No comment. 
Um, I may listen to it. The only problem is we don't have Rally Radio anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, you, anyway. Um, anyway. We, we, highlights we, we, from you, Guy. Highlights. Highlight. Well, it's already been said, hasn't it? Which you know, one? you saw how happy I was. When Ogier got a puncher. When Ogier, I didn't even see him get the puncher. I was a little bit half cut. Heard Julian yelling on the TV, he's got a puncher. Julian, and just he is the best puncher spotter in the world. He's... He's good at punches. He's not good at seeing um, people not having uh, power steering working. Um, I've been oh, out. Okay. I've been out to spot that. You're on top far of that. earlier than uh, Julian yep. has there. Anyway, um, so we saw um, Seb have his puncher. That obviously um, took the gap down from Seb to Seb by a lot. Um, you know, senior Seb was leading uh, going into the last stage and ended up uh, winning by technically half a second. If we if we're going to be um, there, I suppose. I mean, how much was the jump start? We never really saw or heard, did we? We, we didn't really see an in-depth analysis there. We saw a replay, there. and in the replay, you can't see the clock. Mm. And I mean, when he left, and when you could see mm. the clock, it said go. So we're talking like half a second. And right? we all do that, don't we? You go, you, you literally, you, we're all taught. This was one thing I was first taught by Ross Dunkerton back in the days. You, you leave on one. Yeah. That's when that's yeah, when the clutch correct. drops. Well, it's, it's the only... Yeah. The only sport I can think of where they count down to when you leave. In mm. sprinting, there's a pistol. In F1, the time for the lights mm. is random. Right? Motorbikes, the, the motocross, they have a flaming, you know, yeah, the a metal and bar there. You know, in you can't rallying, go. You can count down to when you start. So, you know, there's no such thing as jump starting. That's a fair point. Right, you, can, mm. you can really maximise that. And when he left, the light was green from where I saw. Mm. So we're talking half a second, like less than half a second. So um, maybe it came down to the Australian invention, really safe. Well, it's probably an automatic system. Yeah, it's probably like, you've left, time's not gone, that's it, penalty, mm. when it's nothing. You know? I mean, it didn't really matter in the end. Senior Seb was, was good enough. Yeah, it? good enough, just. Yeah, yeah, just. just. Yeah, it was, it was, I was really like interested to see, like, how was Senior Seb so slow? I mean, he knew that he sort of, he had 10 seconds. Did he know? know? Did, he know that, did he know that Ogier got a jump start? I don't think so. No, he wouldn't have known that, 100%. He yeah. wouldn't have known that about the jump start. But 10 seconds is still, like, it's it's not... It's not, a, know, it's not a lot. It's not huge. You still need to be on it. Yeah. So it was interesting. I mean, did uh, did Junior Seb, um, Seabass uh, number two, did he not, you know, did he just send it? Did he well, just, he did win the power stage. Yeah, he, he did. He did. Um, anyway, all up for debate. Any other highlights or just Ogier losing? Is that the only one? Just, uh, I mean, look, like watching Seb, um, there's, there's so many highlights. I, I, could, I could list all of them, but um, uh, there's too too many to list, really. Yeah, it, just, it was all about Seb, really. Uh, Which for, one? For me. Uh, Daddy Seb. Daddy Seb. Yeah. Grandpa Seb mm-hmm. uh, with the glasses. Yeah. And the, the grandma, wonderful grandma co-driver um, who, who did a fantastic job. Um, anyway, uh, Aaron, what was your highlight, mate? Got a few, got a few. I think uh, one thing that really stands out for me is uh, there was one stage that had ice and snow. Like, that's just unheard of in Monty. So that was really exciting to watch and obviously see who obviously went for a tie choice, who got that right. I think watching the coverage, um, it looked like OJ could had a lot more speed than Loeb. I think that's where he made a lot of advantage in the icy stuff, but... Uh, yeah, that was exciting to watch. I, I really think uh, Cali Rovampera winning the power stage. That was really cool because he went from P nowhere in the WRC at the start of the rally to literally the fastest car. So 
that was really exciting. That that was uh, that was one of the talking points, I suppose. Like no one's really talked about yeah. Calais' uh, performance, and you know he was yeah. absolutely nowhere on definitely on Thursday night, Friday. You know, sort of getting there Saturday. Um, so uh, is this championship leader Calais Rovanperä? It is surprisingly. A lot of people made the assumption that uh, that Breen uh, finishing third on the yeah. podium was, but no, Calais actually has a two point gap in, with his uh, yeah. five point finish From on the power stage on Friday. Last WRC, I think Oliver was beating him. Like it was, mm. he was nowhere. Mm. 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 Really, really interesting. Mm. And and I guess uh, you know what what I haven't heard or read about is Toyota's speed. And obviously, we assume that they're going to make a good car, and it's not going to be a donkey. And they've got Ogier driving it. Um, at least in Monte Carlo, that it was going to be quick. But what about the rest of the guys? And is it going to be quick for the rest of the year? And I and I think you know once Calais got the grips, like like Breen did, you know he, he took a few days to get there, like Calais did, and and they they eventually got there. So it is worrying how um, quick the Yaris, um, the GR Yaris, might be going into the rest of the year, and certainly going into Arctic Rally. Um, I know it's not Arctic Rally Finland. It's it's actually it's back in Sweden this year. Yeah, um, yeah it's worrying how quick uh, Calais could be, and uh, certainly with I don't know what being first on the road is good. Uh, we're way to delving into. Do you know who's done snow testing? Which team's done snow testing? I think M Sport's the only team. Oh, yeah, mm. that's really interesting. So, I mean, they haven't really got a, a, a ice specialist. But, um, Gone way off track to uh, your highlights there, Aaron. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's a good point. It's um, mm. it's really interesting when you look at it because, like, these subjects we're talking about, we really haven't heard yet. So they're, mm. you know, they're mm. fresh subjects. But, mm. Mm. but, yeah, no, I think some highlights, it, probably the biggest highlight's got to be just low. It's, you know, we've all touched on it. But um, who the hell thought that was going to happen? Um, yeah, him not driving the car for you know three or four years since turkey he, he thought he had more pace on gravel in a wrc car you know he was speaking after the event and he was as shocked as anyone so that's that's the biggest highlights i think three main things uh yeah from start to finish i was gutted to see elfin yeah elfin's probably my favorite driver of the whole field so um yeah that's, and having yeah, right. his car teetering on the edge of a cliff was amazing yeah, so, I mean, centimetres <laughs> from a, a major yeah. problem. Did you see the spectator yeah. almost made it all the way out to the other road? That's some good footage. The lobe thing for me is obviously, you know, incredible. Incredible to watch it. Mm. You know, um, oldest winner, I think, of a WRC mm. round. Mm-hmm, One of the oldest mm-hmm, winners um, mm. going back to in history all the way. Um, but, like, I just remember last year when Ogier won, won the rally and... Mm. You know, the, the talking was, Ogier wins it for the eighth time. Mm. No one will ever beat that. Mm. But and then the, Loeb comes so, out of retirement and uh, beats it. Like. Yeah, and so the very interesting thing there is everyone thinks, you know, it's fairly equal and there's arguments either way here. But when Loeb was in his winning streak of Monte Carlo rallies, it was actually a Intercontinental Rally Challenge rally from 2009 to 2011, so three years there. And one of Sebastian's, uh, Sebastian Ogier's uh, victories was actually 2000, I think it was the 2009 uh, Intercontinental Rally Challenge uh, Monte Carlo victory. So not a WRC. So it actually didn't run as part of the WRC for three years. Is there when we can safely assume that um, senior Mr. Loeb would have would have won it all those three years potentially, mm. so would have a big gap on um, Junior Seb there. Yeah, um, and I think that's the thing. Like when Junior Seb last year when he retired in quote, air quotes, um, for me greatest of all time. And then Loeb comes back and says, "This, this is how about no? <laughs> I think you're all wrong." 
and and that's what made the rally on the weekend the greatest rally of all time, really. Seb versus Seb. Mm. Yeah. The, the two Sebs, the, the best of all time. <laughs> there used to be a saying, uh, what was it? If, if you want to win, hire a Finn. Mm. It's, it's not, yeah. It doesn't work anymore. Great, it's like named Sebastian. Is I think they should there. all just retire yeah. now and we just be over that and we've just <laughs> figured out who was best. It's done. See you later. But then Oshie is going to come back when he's 50 mm. and win Monte Carlo. Mm. And then we'll think whoever's good then mm. is shit. Mm. Yeah, they've kind of just put everyone Probably. in their place, haven't yeah. they? Um, look, moving on. Well, we're sort of not moving on. We're going to delve into a little bit further. Just just briefly, I had. Uh, what was each of your turning points for the rally? So for me, um, it wasn't just one point, but sort of not not any... Not what anyone's really talked about through the weekend. Obviously, the biggest turning point was Ojo's flat and uh, low, uh, you know, pitching him for the win there. But for me, looking at all the videos that we've seen and everything, we saw Ojo almost sending it backwards off a cliff, um, and really probably would have tested out the rally one's new safety cell there. Um, we saw him, you know, getting maximum drift points hitting the guardrail. We saw Ojo. My point is here. We saw Ojo having having moments. Did did either of you see Loeb have a moment throughout the weekend? No, I can't say I did. Loeb won six stages. Ojo won five. Um, obviously, that comes down to that 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 stage where he got the flat. So, really, my point is here that we didn't see Loeb having to make those huge risks for the speed, and whether that's Loeb, whether that's but the has car. Loeb's never done that? Like we can't. He's naturally no. Quick. He's naturally. Ojo doesn't quick. either. Yeah, I guess so. Ojo doesn't. Ojo doesn't. Normally. So, so for me. The, the turning point of OJ getting the flat was coming. It was coming all weekend. It could have come on Friday. It could have come on Saturday. It could have come on Thursday night. It was coming, was and it, it the happened. the most important rally of OJ's life? Definitely. Uh, I mean, there's, there's separate articles talking about, you know, does OJ get rattled by um, Senior Seb? And and I think he does. But, it, I mean, whether whether the Puma's that, just that much better than the, than the Yaris, and obviously Senior Seb's, uh, Junior Seb, um, is just that much more game fit than... than and Loeb, that he's that little bit better at the moment, but the car for Loeb was a lot better. So I think that's, so, my, that's my conclusion. So, yeah, so my turning point is that um, the Puma was a better car, seeing that Loeb didn't have to take those risks and still had the speed, and um, it ended up in, in the win. And, and, and really, you know, because there was a lot of talk about um, Loeb getting, being gifted the win and that sort of thing. You have to be there at the end, right? Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more with you, really. I mean, to to be fair, it's I'd I'd probably say exactly the same. That's that was probably the biggest turning point. That's obviously mm. what everyone was probably looking at more and talking about. So, that's that's the biggest. Yeah, that that's mm. the biggest one. I mean, I'd only be repeating you. So yeah, that's a bit boring for me. But <laughs> that's all right. You're you're on the money. You're on the money. So it's exactly right. Moving on, MVP of the rally, mm. guy. Who's your MVP? It's going to be a bit of a shocker here, and uh, I mean, maybe not. Uh, for me, you might agree with me, uh, Zane, is actually uh, Mr. Mr. Terry. Terry, really? Mm. Okay. Mm. I mean, we can all say Loeb, and, and definitely he would be the MVP. Mm-hmm. But to be a bit more interesting, I think I think Neville, really, because of what he battled with, like you said, with the strut through the bonnet and making a fix on the side of the road and still making it to the end where the, his other teammates struggled so much um, and to still, you know, get some championship points, get some power stage points, what a legend. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he just does the best of what he's got on board and, you know, I'm sure he probably would have got a better result in an R5 car, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Rally 2. Um, yeah, so, no, nah, look, hopefully he has a good season. Hopefully he challenges for the championship, but um, 
you know, one of the positive things, well, mm. positive, not quite, but almost positive things Terry has come out and said is that Monte Carlo was a few months too early. By the time we get to Croatia, mm. he thinks they'll have a competitive car. Hopefully. We'll see. So, you know, we'll see. something to look forward to. What, what round's Croatia? Three. Uh, number three, yep. So two, two months from now? Something like that. Well, there is a bit of a gap. The, yeah. the start of the year is pretty slow. Yeah. It's um, end, end of February is Sweden, and end of April is uh, Croatia. So we're going to be waiting a little bit for a sort of action at the start of this year. I have, uh, yeah, wow, I've looked into it a little bit, um, probably a bit too much, but from uh, Portugal on to the second to last round, I think is in Spain, I might be wrong, there's three weeks between events. I'll put it in my calendar. How many, how many events? Uh, all of the events. All of the events, three weeks apart from uh, number four in round four yeah, in, Croatia, yeah. uh, in Portugal to um, round, I think it's 13 or something in Spain. So, we yeah, during the middle of the year is going to be busy. Yeah. Question for you. I We haven't really heard anything about it. When will we see Loeb again? When will we see Ogier? There is rumours about Safari. So Loeb hasn't had any confirmation. So go with Loeb. No. Loeb's, got, Loeb's signed his Extreme E contract. So I haven't, I haven't put the two mm. calendars next to each other, but we can safely mm. say if he's doing Extreme E, he's mm. not doing WRC. How many Extreme E rounds are there? Eight rounds or five rounds. Loeb will be back for, I reckon, two events. At least two mm. events. Yeah. Yeah, there is speculation, like I said, about Safari, and why would you not? Like, it's such yeah. an iconic event. Um, it went really yeah. real last year, and, you know, why wouldn't you? Yeah, and I, I think yeah. Ogier is more concrete. He's definitely doing more rounds. Mm. Um, mm. But I think but he's doing mm. sports car racing in the meantime. Boring. Pe- people are saying Portugal because, obviously, if he just goes to Sweden, he'll be first on the road. But if he goes to Portugal, he'll be seventh on the road. It's probably one of his better events. Mm. Mm-hmm. Manufacturers. Definitely sure battling about, with, uh, with, my, with my crush, uh, Danny Sordo. Okay, we can talk about your crushing <laughs> sort of. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, uh, look, uh, Zane, you're, you're MVP for Monte Carlo. Oh, we're back on there. I, I think so. Look back. Uh, Sorry, I went a bit off. Though. No, no. I, we're just skipping you there, Aaron. I thought we'd finish Monte Carlo. <laughs> no, definitely not. I can't think of a single person I'd want to give it to more than Loeb. Mm. Like, mm. obviously, there were people that got better or had their best results or whatever, but, I mean, you know, it's mm. Sebastian Loeb winning Monte Carlo when he's 47. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty epic. In a it, it did. It made my night. I'm sure it made France's night. Yeah. Made Aaron's night too. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. I had to get up about something. I live in Victoria. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of lockdown, mate. I'm so sorry. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Something to smile about. Yeah. All right. Are we, are we looking forward now? We are we are looking forward, I suppose, and, and we I mean we sort of delved into it already with WRC 2022. We wanted to just talk about I mean what we're looking forward to, you know, various predictions and 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 therefore um, you know I'm looking forward to just rounds, just the season, just the cars, the drivers. Um, it's going to be I mean probably the main thing to look forward to is a Sebless Championship. That's just. Where does it go? I was looking Is forward it? to that yeah, a few weeks ago as well, and mm. then look what happens. So you know. Um, <laughs> so Monte Carlo aside, they are not going to be part of the championship. Ogier and Loeb, uh, you know, although they might come out and win rounds outright, mm. they are not going to be part of the championship. So we got guys like Elfin, um, you know, and, um, and and Breen and Calais even. So, so uh, I'll, oh. I'll tell you what my what, I, what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to Craig Breen being the WRC 2022 World Champion. Oh. <laughs> I think, oh, 
I, I like Brent. I have I have nothing against him, but I don't. I, I think that's. I don't think it's. I think we saw on Monte Carlo he hadn't been to the rally in five years. There's so many other rallies. He he came back and drove for Hyundai at his strong events, and he, he just. I don't think that whole year. A lot of these rallies that yeah, Elfin, Neville, yeah, all these guys that have done these events every single year, they've got the notes, they've got all this, they've got the experience, the road knowledge. You know, I, I just think that's where Craig's going to be behind the eight ball. I hope I'm proven wrong, but I just think he won't be there at the end of the year. I think some of these points will add up. You know, he'll be around the podium. He's got the speed, but I just don't think he will win the world championship. I think that's coming. I, I strongly agree with everything you say, but I think the Puma is good enough to outweigh those problems. That's my, that's what yeah. I think. I think the Puma, yeah. we, we didn't see its true potential yeah, it's at Monte Carlo. He, he has podiumed his last four or five WRC events. Um, but like Aaron said, he only yeah. did the strong events, his strong events. Hyundai chose mm. him to score manufacturer mm. points. Like mm. they do. I, I agree where, where you're coming from, Aaron. Though that's 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 actually yeah. analytical, and we're just going with our hearts here. Yeah. Um, you know. uh, also, I did put fifty dollars on him to win the championship. What's that paying out on? It paid only eight dollars. <laughs> so, a bit disappointing there. Okay. Yeah, okay. Not anyway. that good at maths, but um, yeah. we we did have a a fellow um, WRC van, uh, Gavin. What did he win? Gavin he... put uh, fifty dollars on Loeb to win Monte Carlo at eleven dollars. Five hundred fifty dollars. So he's return. buying drinks for the next few mm-hmm. few weeks. He's sorted. Yeah. Bet bet safely, people. You don't promote. Don't, don't uh, we don't promote no. alcohol. But you should always <laughs> bet on Sebastian Loeb at Monte Carlo. <laughs> That's what we're suggesting. Any future events? Just letting you know. <laughs> if he's not driving a Hyundai, that's, that's for right. sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the, look, we've got. Uh, I'm going to bring it up here. We have got. I think. 13 rounds of the, the WRC 2022. Um, there is actually a mystery round coming up um, between Finland and Greece, um, which was going to be uh, Northern Ireland, I think. But the, uh, yeah, while Monte Carlo was happening, there was some articles going around that's definitely not happening in, in, in Northern Ireland. Um, to be honest, um, New Zealand in uh, from the 29th of September mm-hmm. to the 2nd of October. With um, with Asterix, obviously COVID pending, probably. Yeah. Um, whether whether we're going to let him in, or New Zealand's going to let him in, or anything's going to happen there. So, like that's that's just phenomenal to have New Zealand back in the championship. That's awesome. Can Hopefully, you, can you extend the contract as well? Twenty twenty six, I think yeah, it is. Five yeah, five more years. Four more years. Yeah, so good. But I mean, hopefully, we see WRC's best driver. Um, you know, the Southern Hemisphere's um, most talented son come back out for his home rally. Steve Blenny. Oh, now that would be. That would be um, too much, I think. Um, so Hayden Patton, um, he, he oh, might, Hayden. He, he, look, he yeah, might yeah, bring yeah. the uh, the Kona out, the the electric car. He might smash everybody there. I wonder there. if they'd let him in. Checking. Um, yeah, that's debatable. But um, yeah, no, that that's going to be phenomenally exciting, and hopefully he manages to um, look. Now Adamo's gone, and a bunch of other Hyundai uh, staff have changed. Maybe he can weed, weed his way back in. He's and... always been very supportive of Hyundai. Definitely, you got more be. supportive than Terry was at Monte Carlo. Mm. I must say mm. he has had some connection, not much, but with M Sport, and I it, it would be probably quite a wise decision for M Sport to pick mm. him for a manufacturer's uh, points drive in New Zealand. That's a very interesting like, point. I, uh, to, to be honest, I uh, yeah, mm. I'm not Malcolm Wilson by any stance, but 
that would be, a, I think, a wise decision. He knows that joint back to front. And, uh, yeah, he's, I think, I think a bit of testing in Europe mm. just to get him up to speed with those hybrids. I, yeah, I, I would pick him for a top five. And, and good point there because it's third round to the end. So the manufacturers are going to be coming down to the line there. Um, I'm pretty safe to assume that you, you'd probably prefer a pattern than a Formo or a, or a Gus. Yeah, and, and they've got four yeah. dedicated cars. I didn't expect yeah. them to have four cars all year. But, I mean, Adrian did <laughs> I, his best to ruin that. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> I thought there'd be three cars that kick mm, Adrian or Gus mm, out for Monty. Mm. But, no, they just brought four cars. So, I mean... They're going to have four drivers at all the events, They're hopefully. Right, so. Yeah, and, and your your friend um, is ra- racing for Sweden, isn't he? He's in an M-Sport Rally 1 car. My mate. Privateer. Oh, um, yeah, Lorenzo. Mm. My mate Lorenzo. Mm. Fuck Marty. It's team Fuck Marty. i got the shirt. Yeah, definitely not. Is not he your mate? Swearing. Well, he's not my mate, but I bought his shirt. I was so going to say, you, that's, funding that's his one career. person you want to be mm. mates with. You don't want to be mates with Lorenzo. No, that's one person you want to oh, be mates with. Oh, you want to be mates with, with Lorenzo. That's true, mm. yeah. yeah. Mm. I'll do my best. What a so, legend. So, Mama's let him out. He's going to do Rally Sweden. Yep. We'll see how he goes. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be interesting like to see, I guess, how a privateer goes in one of those well, cars. Well, he, uh, he did Arctic Rally last year. Yeah. How did he go there? Do you remember? Um, he broke. Okay. I don't that's think it was a, his fault. That's a problem. I think when M Sport like give a privateer a car, they just oh this one we sort of you know maybe got it ready. Yeah, yeah, hasn't been serviced in hundred thousand <laughs> yeah. days. You know. Just check the plugs. It'll be right. So they put the junior mechanics on it. Um, you know, it seems a bit of a recurring thing though, doesn't it? Yeah, but I mean, this car's brand new. Yeah, so, so it'll, it won't. Yeah, a million down. dollars a rally. Yeah. It breaks on the second stage. Yeah. I I tell you what. Little, a little bit, just hanging on with Rally New Zealand. I'm super excited to get over there mm, and definitely. see it all. Mm. Will we see anyone from Australia go there? Well, you tell us, Aaron. Uh, I think it was seen the first, I mean, uh, first, um, uh, Mister Adrian, uh, Adrian Coppin, the the IRC. Uh, um, what do we call him? The, the director, the media manager, the, the head man, honcho. The yeah, yeah. The man. He, he has the man. he the has man. confirmed he's going to be competing. So um, thanks to Rally Sport Mag. There, we, well, we were going to ask you about your plans later in the episode, Aaron. What are you doing in New Zealand? Mm. I'll be watching. Just watching. I can confirm. I do yeah. not. I, I I do not have enough. Uh, money for that. <laughs> what about like a hire car, like just like a Volvo or something? You know? Hey, that's. I mean, I'm going to be mm. over there in some sort of car. Why so not? That's, that's a potential. Bolt in roll cage. But New Zealand be, regulations are pretty very, free. Yeah, that's true. That would be very cool. I think a Mark II Escort in New Zealand would Oof, also be cool. Yeah. Mm. But uh, look, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Bateses go over there. There's uh, there's a bit of a gap. That's a good that's point. A month that we're not rallying in the ARC. So, like we said, we'll touch on the ASN later, but. We saw Neil go over there every year, pretty mm. much. Uh, Ed Odinski used to go over there. Obviously, times are different now, but I wouldn't be surprised if some people loaded up a container, made it a bit cheaper, and shipped over there for the month. So mm. it's going to be interesting to watch. I'm, I'm really excited for New Zealand. Hopefully, yeah. it goes ahead. Do we know anything about the roads or anything? Has it been done before? Uh, look, personally, I, I don't know much info whereabouts it is i think it's traditional stages but don't quote me on that i'm not 100 percent sure but a brown auckland i think whatever it? yeah so some yeah, people have done much. they had they had they had the whole rally organized a few years ago and then ended up, didn't end up doing it that's right unfortunately yeah. due to covid so 
Um, yeah, no, incredibly exciting season to look forward to. Um, hopefully ending up in Japan for the third <laughs> year lucky. Uh, the rally sprint, the Japanese rally sprint. Yes, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Toyota, we'll probably see him in a stock yeah. GR Yaris, you know, cutting some skids. Oh, um, Taka's dad? Oh, Taka's dad could he, be on for the podium. He could be. The <laughs> Toyota should should draft him, him in. Uh, t- does anyone know whether Japan is, is tarmac or gravel? Tarmac. It, oh, I think it's tarmac. Yeah. The last time I heard, but it could also be gravel. I tell you what, Bit that's going to be super exciting. Mm. That's going to be mm. such a massive event because mm-hmm. they're so obviously, as you know, passionate about their motorsport over there. Mm. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, and last but, round. Yeah, so see. you know. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, the championship's still going mm. when we get there. Yeah. Korea absolutely. versus Japan versus what do we call them? U- UK, UK, America, yeah. America. Yeah. Just Malcolm. Malcolm. Yeah. yeah, Malcolm versus the world. Rightio. Um, we could move on to ARC, do you think? <laughs> so we, we sort of talked about predictions and what we're looking forward to. Um, yeah, ARC, I mean, leading into, like you said, Aaron, with, with the baits potentially leading over, uh, heading over to New Zealand, that'd be incredible to see how what their speed is versus some proper uh, Rally 2 or R5 cards. Um, that'd be that'd be pretty crazy because Harry's speed for the last couple of years has been uh, just definitely good enough in Australia and hasn't really been been challenged. Um, have we had an international round with the new AP4? We have not. No. Well, the Canberra APRC didn't have any internationals. Oh, I, when think, they I think the, 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 the Bates' AP4 was, had a few teething problems the first few, because yeah. uh, remember 2019 got cancelled, and yeah. yeah, I think they were just sort of developing it in 2018. Um, okay, <laughs> no, no like direct comparisons. But not, not really, yeah. We've had a few R5s here. Yeah, definitely, and, and yeah. they've clearly they've had the, the money on them. So, um, ARC 2022, uh, what are you looking forward to, Aaron? Before we delve into what you're doing, uh, what you're doing, yeah, yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to the season. It's obviously got um, probably it, it's gotten back to where it should have been, I think, a few years ago. And of course, the ASC has been, I guess, criticised for quite some time. I mean, I had my own opinion on it, and it was probably not probably not going to see me around for a little while. But it's it's moving in that step that it needed to many years ago. So uh, I think with who's uh, thinking of entering and being a part of it this year, it's really it's, – it's heading towards uh, yeah, similar years of like the mid-2000s and whatnot. So it's got that excitement about it. Um, and, of mm. course, you can just see by the, the partners that are being involved, you know, constantly you know nearly every month there's a new partner being supported uh by the championship whether it's rca safety red bull of course have come on board so it's just growing and yeah i think it's it's gonna be a very very exciting season so i think just the battles the new cars much to look mm. forward to yeah i'm always excited when when there's a lot of excitement around arc and, and i don't want to play devil's yeah. advocate but i've seen this a few times before and, and hopefully it delivers um you know we yeah, had the exciting i agree with you i agree with you yeah so i think uh, yeah, yeah honestly for me COVID has done a massive number on the arc they have been mm. the last couple years have been so exciting well we were excited <laughs> And then, you know... Constantly let down. Constantly uh, let down. You know, and I, it's no one's fault. Mm, We're not blaming mm, anyone. But mm. the ARC has, has had done a long, hard few years. And I hope that this year is is what the last few years should have been. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. we've yeah. battled bushfires. Uh, we, uh, Zane and I travelled halfway, I mean, most of the way across the country uh, to only be turned around due to the uh, 2019 cancellation of Rally Australia. That was a little bit disappointing. And then we went straight into COVID. We went to uh, the Big Banana. Uh, yes. That was yes, something. Yes, we did. Um, Zane had a good time. Yep. Guy was sulking. Anyway, moving on. Um, we, yeah, we went. We had COVID. Then we uh, first round back Canberra, twenty twenty one. What happened oh, there, Aaron? Exciting. Uh, I don't know, guy. Why don't you tell us what? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little, little bit of rain. You know, we're a bit of a silk, right? You know, we've all seen that meme. You know, you know. NASCAR. Nas- Nas- a bit of a drizzle. They don't go racing. <laughs> <laughs> like like my wife says, you know, when we've had a couple of rallies cancelled by rain. Now he's like, she's like, are you serious? Yeah, you're in a rally car. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yeah. So to explain that, it's not that the rally cars can't get through the stages. That's they definitely can. Mm. It's that the roads would be damaged to a point Boo. that it costs way too much money to fix them. Mm. So we clearly um, just need more money, and we'd more be more money. Right. Someone with a grader, yeah, fix the roads. It's the answer. It's the answer. It. So, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm debu- debuting a new uh, grader for 2022. I was going to yeah yeah I was going to debut it uh, for the last round in uh, Monaro stages 2021. Uh, build a build a um, pretty pretty exciting magna. A magna. That is that is a very exciting. Even just saying that that's just like unheard of. <laughs> So, well, thank you, Aaron. I'm I was almost, almost, <laughs> always hearing a pin drop there. Was, you know, a big announcement. Cool. Hello. I can't. No, I can't. I can't. Mm. No. So, look, it's going to sound great. Whether it goes great or not is another question we're yet to sort nice. of answer. It looks It good. does look nice. Um, thank you. I've put a lot of effort into it. We've put a lot of <laughs> we built a new car in pretty much three weeks uh, to try. You have and... been to a rally in it. Uh, no, no, we didn't quite get didn't, there. Oh, you didn't get no, there? No, no, no. Okay. Um, no, we got to the other side of Melbourne approaching... Um, what was that? Where was the rally out, Aaron? It was the other side of... Oh, it was yeah, way Bom- down Bombala. south. Bombala. So was, yeah. Whoever yeah, heard of Bombala before we did last November? Exactly. Yeah. Bombala. What a place. Um, you're, lucky, you're lucky you got to pack. You got to Packenham. Packenham. I was lucky I got out yeah. of Packenham, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a whole other podcast. I stopped there for about forty-five minutes. It's a record. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, we we got well. Unfortunately, we got there. We were actually Dan and I uh, were like the first people there mm, in Bombay yeah, for right. the rally. Um, and then we were it was we were set up, and I reckon it was half an hour later after being fully set up, ready to go. Get what you can. But there mm. was so much rain. It was uh, I could fully understand why it obviously got called, but. So disappointing. I know, at the same time, isn't it? It was like yeah. COFS 2019, where we were there. Look, we, we knew that people were losing lives and houses from these fires, but it was still, you know, completely gutting. You know, you mm. put all this effort and all this preparation and everything into it. You build yourself up and then, what do you do? So here's yeah. a question. 2019, back when rallies used to happen regularly, mm. was the feeling of that being cancelled easier or worse than... The last one. Very good point. Like, are you used to it? Way harder. Harder the first Way time. Way harder the first time. You're used to it now. It's fine. It's normal. I've been used to, like, rallies being cancelled due to sort of my own circumstances yeah. with, with cars breaking, and, you know, you sort of get used to yeah. that, I suppose. But uh, I not, think not rallies ready. being cancelled. That's another level. I found that more painful than yeah. my car breaking. I think there's, there's, a, there's a fine line, and I don't think we need any more rallies cancelled. I think we're all ready. <sighs> Let it happen. National Capital Rally. 1st to the 3rd of April mm. in the national capital, would you believe mm. it? Um, 
think it's extended by a few kilometres this year. Plague um, of locusts? Like, what's going on? <laughs> is there going to be... Rivers of blood. A tornado. Uh, yeah. Oh, look, you know, it's, <laughs> it's sort of a wheel of fortune, isn't it? See what happens. Um, no, uh, we're all looking forward to that. Of, of course, I, mean, I think we've, you know... Uh, Besides from Rally Queensland last year, it's been National Capital Rally's been the only rally that's actually run. Um, so it's sort of like we, you know, we should just run one round of the national championship and be done with it. And, uh, but no, really looking forward to the rally. Uh, are you going to be attending, Aaron? I will be there. We're hoping, we're hoping we can, you know, compete this year in the full championship. Mm. That's um, that's certainly it's an exciting. intention that I, I I can confirm, but. Uh, yeah, no, Canberra's, seriously, it's a tough event. It was the first time I'd ever been there to compete uh, last year. Um, huge challenge. Unfortunately, our car was, you know, was certainly set up in the wrong way. You know, we were probably battling a lot of problems with the car. So it took a lot to, to get used to that. But um, it's such a tough event. So many rocks, so many things that can just catch you out in this event. So I'm looking forward to getting to the end. Yeah, um, exactly. A mirror my words there. I was just about to say that. you got to be there at the end in Canberra. I think it's like the, 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 the gravel Monty for Australia, really. You know, slow and steady wins the race almost. Um, it's 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 not traditionally the roughest rally, but I think it is in the championship these days. We, it was always said how Rally Queensland back up in Inville was the was a really rough event. Um, but even when I did national like the, the the Canberra Rally back in 2015, I think, I'm, and just after I'd freshly done Queensland a few years earlier, I thought this was really rough. I was really, really hitting things at speed um, all the time, and and yeah, it's it's underrated as a, as a tough rally. I think that's more coming out now as more more crews do it. Um, but yeah, you, you just got to be there at the end, like you said, and. Um, um, play the long game. I, I've never been to there. Is it expected? Like, do you do you pace note the rough stuff, or do you? Is it out of nowhere? It's almost out of nowhere. What are you, What are your thoughts, Aaron? Uh look, I we certainly. I mean, after doing the recce, I've done so much homework and research on the event. But when you do the recce, you realise, wow, you know, it really is quite difficult. So personally, I expected it. I, I sort of knew what I was up against. But until you have you know, I was fourth on the road there. So even just three cars, like the amount of crap that was dragged out onto the yeah. road. And, you know, Harry knows all the good cuts. So <laughs> he probably <laughs> brought out a few rocks. But uh, I kind of expected it, but I didn't. It's a good question. Um, I think by Sunday I was starting to expect the worst. Yeah, and, and it's a combination of things uh, I think too, because there's a rally of two halves. You've got the the Brindabella side of uh, the ranges where it's really technical, really narrow, but fast in parts, and then you've got the Cohen side where it's just traditional forest, like uh, uh, for RSA listeners, it's very like uh, Mount Crawford, I suppose. Like where, you know, you go straight for a 500 meters, then you turn 90 left and 90 right, and then you go again. Um, a little bit more technical than that, but you got you got to you know, suit on two different rallies in one, and you you need to adapt your speed. And I think we saw saw more incidents on the Brindabella side of the the tighter, more mountainous stages. That's for sure. But um, yeah, it's sort of a, a rally of adapting to anything. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. That's mm. uh, that is literally it, 100%. Mm. So. And the driver, you know, over the last couple of years, that's been adapting to everything, um, Mr. Mr. Bates. Um, he's been doing a really good job. He will be hard to beat in his home turf, won't he? Mm. Yeah, 100%. For... And, like, it's, it's like for you doing, you know, Rally South Australia. You know, mm. if you've got that knowledge, that road knowledge, and yeah, it just goes mm. a million miles. So it's, it's going to be hard. I think people like Quenny who have got the experience there, the speed, Lewis, obviously it's his backyard as well. But 
you know, beating these Bates boys at home is, is incredibly difficult, but they've also got even more pressure than anyone else at home. So mm. they've, you know, we've probably seen Lewis. I don't want to be critical of Lewis, but... Um, he needs to step up, you know, we, doesn't he? Well, I, I think he's I think he's definitely stepping up, but mm. he's also been under that pressure. And we've probably seen a couple of mistakes here and there, but his pace and his maturity mm. and the way... Like, if you look at him from when he started driving, you know, he's come a long way and he's been in the same car as Harry. He's he's always stepped up at the same time that Harry has. So that so a hard act to follow, isn't he? Yeah. So, I, look, I'm... Expect a lot more from Lewis this year. I think you know he he's learnt a lot even just in two events last year. So um, yeah, I mean yes, he has been seconds you know for pretty much every rally, but uh, I think that's probably eating him inside. So definitely, I know it would for <laughs> I us. Think, I, I, think. I expect yeah yeah. yeah no, I expect more from him this year. I think he'll he'll be fast. You know what we need in Australian rallying? We need a strong, dramatic rivalry. Mm. Filled with mm. drama. Seb like, versus Seb. Yeah. <laughs> Hatred, almost. That's what's going to get the clicks. Families ripped apart. Exactly. So if we can arrange <laughs> that somehow. Yeah. Looking at other challenges, uh, potentially, new new cars. Um, I don't think we're really seeing anybody uh, like particularly new to the championship, but um, uh, we know Luke Kinnear has got a brand new Rally 2 and... and you know, without delving it into too much, he's looking at into whole, you know, a bit of a rally two program over in Europe, which is ex- extremely exciting. Um, but we've just seen in the last few days that um, Tom Clark has got a new uh, R5 slash Rally two off Luke and here, which is pretty exciting. Been so that's con- Luke's old car, or is that the second car? So I do have go. the word on the grapevine, but the I don't know if it's true. I'm sure it'll be confirmed soon. But I'm pretty sure Tom has the second car. So Luke still has his. I'm pretty sure Luke is doing Canberra at this stage before he goes overseas. So I'm pretty sure he's mm. basically concentrating on uh, on WRC this year. But uh, I'm pretty sure once he does Canberra, or it might be another rally as well, and he is overseas, I'm pretty sure that car's up for sale. So okay. that's only the that's only the grapevine is probably Chinese business. Mm. Let, let's see. Won't have to make a few phone calls, uh, Zane. See if, uh, you can buy one. I you couldn't lend it for <laughs> Why free. Why would you downgrade from the Magna? I was about to say the Magna. We, Magna we've R5? yet to see the, uh, the the Magna's full potential. Um, <laughs> I think we have seen its full potential, in my opinion. <laughs> but you know, doubters, doubters. Um, no, no, we haven't. <laughs> so, it's going to be really exciting. A few, yeah. few new car, new drivers in new cars. Um, hopefully, we see Quinny back as well, um, and and as well Richie Dalton in in one of the X AP4 Yaris. Well, he's not uh, entered that, has he? Though. He, he I'm sure he yeah, will. I but not, sure he, he has entered that in Canberra. Yeah, yeah, for the whole year. Yeah. Okay, because he was yeah. talking about uh, racing the Fiesta, right? State events, yes, I the think. Fiesta won't be ready. Oh, I won't be yeah. ready. Okay, yeah. all right. So, the Yaris is probably a more wiser choice, even if the Fiesta is is a sort of package these days. But um, yeah, it'll be. He showed good speed at the end of Canberra. He sort of warmed up to it. Unfortunately, had a bit of an incident um, in Canberra, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he can take it up to the the Toyota factory guys. Um, is there any other surprise additions to this year as yet? I think we're waiting on a few announcements, aren't we? Yeah, we've got a f- well entry list not out yet, is it? Mm. So we've got a few months. Mm. So I think we, I think we're going to see uh, Eli Evans has obviously made his intention 
you know, that, that the mini wants to be back in the championship, but uh, he has highlighted that it is still got so much work and development. You know, they want to get a new engine for it. Um, of course, that car has been, uh, you know, basically nearly reconstructed uh, from when we last saw it. And it's, uh, you know, it, it sees from videos already that it looks very fast. But uh, he's playing, you know, the, the silent game. He's not really, you know, he, he may be in the Canberra or he may be doing this, maybe doing that. But I think they're keeping their cars low. But I've got a feeling, you know, they've got their sights set on the ARC. And, and why wouldn't you? You've got that car. You've got a driver that's potential, you know, for the championship. And, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more action from him this year. And as you say, I hope we see Quinny back. I think that'd be fantastic. Put mm. pressure on Harry especially. So I do get the idea yeah. that Eli, he's got nothing to prove. Um, he's so been there, done that, hasn't he? I think they'll wait yeah. until it's comfortable. But hopefully that is before Canberra. Because it would yeah, be great to point. see him back out there. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. I think... Um, as far as new cars, especially Taylor Gill, has obviously hey, uh, he, he's a he's, he's a, a rocket quite ship. old arrow <laughs> car. So yeah, no, that's really exciting for him. He's obviously stepping up, and he's incredibly young and and you know very mature for his age and experience. So I think um, you know, a big learning year for him. You know, he's he's got to show some consistent years, really. So um, yeah, looking forward to. To seeing how that evolves. Do you know if uh, he's going to have uh, Mr. Glennie back in the seat, uh, in the, the co-driver seat for Canberra? I, th- I think that's pending, his co-driver. Mm. Where I think he's still right. uh, going through that phase of working it all out. But um, It's right on the cusp of Target Taz, too. Um, I think Target Taz is a week or so after Canberra. so it's. I, I think it's, yeah, absolutely. But I think it is more coming down to just uh, Steve's, uh, commitments, you know, he's he's obviously quite loyal, so mm. I think he's uh, confirming his commitments for this year. Otherwise, I think he's pretty excited to jump in with him. But yeah. um, but of course, look look at the production cut as well. Uh, you know, mm. speaking of which, you've got Max coming in for four rounds this year. So yeah, we haven't yeah, touched on Mr. McRae, have we? Factory drive. Yeah, mm. very impressive. So you know, it's uh, yeah, well, it's uh, obviously a Maxim Motorsport supported car. You know that they're, they're they're leasing for that event, and obviously he's committing to the WA Championship because logistically, financially, it mm. is obviously quite a big burden from the West. So, yeah, production cup, super exciting. I mean, we've got more people, I, I think, showing interest. Uh, we've got Danny Traverso from Victoria. He's just obviously acquired uh, Tommy Clark's Tom Evo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think more people coming in. We're seeing Ryan Williams uh, stick mm. with the R2 Fiesta at the moment. Of course, that was for sale. I think it still is, but he's going to uh, have some hot competition. You know, <coughs> yeah, yeah, in the mm, magnet. Mm, watch out, watch out. <laughs> but, uh, and hopefully yeah, we no, see uh, on the on the tour drive side. Hopefully we see Adrian Stratford back. He he showed insane speed last year, and especially in the Victorian Championship too. Again, for like a, a bloke without with minimal rally experience, only a couple of years, you know, going straight from a, you know, one point whatever, <laughs> 900cc charade I, to a um, to a G2 Fiesta. Absolutely. Yeah. Ad- absolutely. I tell you what, Adrian Stratford, I'm mm. glad you brought him up. He is, he is an absolute engineer. He loves creating stuff. I've, I think some people mm. might have seen online. He's building a, an old spec Corolla for Alpine mm-hmm. Rally. and He's putting heaps of engineering that, uh, you know, he's come up with himself into that. But I'm pretty sure this Fiesta he's been driving, I don't think that's going to be front-wheel drive for much longer. By mm, the I've been hearing a few pretty, things on the, the grapevine as well. Yeah, pretty, 
I, I, I'm only speculating, but from, mm. from what I've seen publicly, I, I'm pretty sure that car's going to be four drive soon, which is very exciting uh, and would add a, a huge aspect, an mm. asset, really, to, to well, the championship. Yeah, you know, he, he's a like, talent. He, he really is, and he's only yeah, going to get better with more experience. So, yeah, really yeah. looking... I, I do have a question for you, Aaron. So you mentioned yeah. that Taylor Gill's got a new car. Mm. Um, that was your old car. Correct. And yeah. you're planning on doing the championship. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. Right. In a in a Magna. In a Magna. Yeah. Awesome. Clearly. Magna uh, all drive. Clearly, my one's front wheel drive. So yeah. <laughs> Going for outright. <laughs> yeah, He's not clearly. playing a two wheel yeah. drive. No, no, no. I, 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 dug, <laughs> I dug a hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll cut to the chase. Look, our plans obviously uh, aren't public yet. You know, I'm sure some people probably have a gist of what sort of avenue we're going down. But look. Uh, we can't base our whole career or where we sit at the moment, but you're only as good as your last rally, and that was Queensland. Um, and we personally, we just had a fantastic event. You know, yeah, right it was an awesome result. It, it just everything clicked. You know, Dan and I worked super hard on all the areas you know that we needed to work on, and we were within just a couple of seconds on many stages of Harry off a stage win, and that was our aim was to get a podium and a stage win you know we achieve one of those things but we just want to be more competitive in the championship and uh we really hope that this year we can fight uh towards the front and you know certainly be uh fighting with harry and and you know with eli quitting all these guys you know i i think our leaf has turned and we're we're certainly ready to to hopefully have a crack at the championship uh what in let's let's see let's find out soon whatever you find on gumtree <laughs> We'll see. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Awesome. I don't care. How as as Different as car as for every round. Yeah. Very exciting. No, no, really yeah. looking forward to what you got coming, Aaron. Um, we've seen you obviously, yeah, come a long way, um, you know, from your, your shitbox Subarus, really. Um, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> come on. You're outnumbered, though. This is, though. Right. This yeah. is way <laughs> outnumbered here. A Magna fan, <laughs> fan versus, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the Subi um, dudes here. But no, no, really looking forward to what you got in. Uh, in store for 2022 going to follow it really closely and um hopefully ahead um uh but we were, yeah looking forward to it mate yeah no thanks mate yeah no looking forward to it it's going to be super exciting and and just great to be a part of the arc i mean as a kid you know i've just obviously followed dad around the around the country and uh to be a part of that now is something i've forever wanted to do so huge thanks to dad for making that you know, opportunity uh, available to me and, and just allowing me to have a crack at, at exactly the same challenge as he had. So, yeah, hopefully we can make the most of it. Thanks, awesome. thanks, Darren. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Dad. I think yeah. we can all say yeah. thanks, Dad. Yeah. This goes for every rally. He's getting uh, old too, yeah. so, yeah. Uh, just, just quickly, I think, like... <laughs> The passion for the ARC, the Australian Rally Championship, it's, I, I know like the sports had a like hard 10, 15 years, but the passion's always been there. You know, there, there's such a good community within it. There's such good events still. The events are amazing. And, and obviously we've lost that sort of manufacturer base and maybe the, the major sort of supporters and, and sponsors from the early 2000s. But I think it's still got the ingredients there to be an incredible championship. And hopefully, um, yeah, with all these new supporters, hopefully uh, Shane Van Gisbergen potentially Potentially driving a uh, rally two car, potentially it's been rumoured, um, might might bring it, might shed a bit of light on the on the championship and and, and what it deserves and all the hard work that the organisers are putting in um, and have put in for many many years. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that and um, yeah, we really need to promote it hard, which I think is getting onto the next uh, subject that you wanted to talk about, Zane. 
Yeah, well, I was interested to know, Aaron, I think, besides your driving, look, we're going to have a lot of people on this show over the next few years, hopefully. Um, and we'll hopefully, give it a, go. a lot of them will be very good at driving, um, like yourself. But something you're also very good at is getting your, yourself and your sponsors um, coverage. And I think that's so important for people coming up um, to be able to do that mm. because you don't get the supporters um, if they don't get anything out of it, unless they really, really like you. And, and it's not on 6 o'clock TV anymore. You know, It's not as, as, as widely uh, published. Yeah. As, you you it's don't not on... have reporters knocking mm. on your door in the news van mm. parked out the front. Mm. You know, you've got to put yourself out there. Um, so would you have anything to say about that? Any advice for people doing that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the ways I've gone about it, I, I've nearly gone and taken a course. I've almost considered, uh, you, you know, doing a marketing, you know, avenue. I, I'm just learning more on how to be more marketable in our sport, you know, because as you say, our, our sport compared to where it was so many years ago, it's not, you know, it, it's not front page newspapers anymore. So it's about making, making it front page you know, front page now by ourselves, it's just what we've got to do. But I think the way the sport's going now, it's certainly certainly gaining momentum. But personally, you know, I'm, I'm always making sure that, you know, we're thinking a bit more outside the box. People, I, I don't like the word sponsorship. I like partnership. And, and that's what that is. You know, having people on board and supporting your racing, people have to be more benefited than you are, you know, than in your racing. You're, you're effectively working for them and that's how i see it you know i feel let's take for example bitumel has jumped on board for it with us just last year and great to have their support but i feel like an employee of theirs now and i'm promoting and i'm giving as much as they give back to me um, so it's always working hard with those kinds of people that believe in you and give you that chance plus uh, and that could be from you know getting a hundred bucks off you know people do bonnets on uh, with with complete names on them and getting funding that way, you know, which is a great idea, up to you know key corporate sponsors. So, uh, you know, as far as exposure, you know, a, a sticker on a car doesn't really cut it for me. You know, we love to get these people in the car, you know, and that's such a big part of our partnerships that we do with people, is uh, you know getting them in the car. We've got to get them in the car. Got to get them excited. See what they're see what they're investing in and being a part of and uh, and even just inviting them to events, trying to look after these people and uh, and really show them what the sport's about. Yeah, and, and of course, it, in rallying, it's so difficult because it's, it's so far away in the forest, as we all know. So that can be quite difficult. But accommodating these people, whether it's doing a, a test day, taking people for rides, having a food truck lock up, you know, that's, that's a really good experience too. But... There's multiple ways that, that people can go around it. Um, but I always ask the one thing at the start of any partnership and it's what they want out of it, what what's going to benefit them. Of course, it's uh, it, I'm not just about, as I said, putting a sticker on a car or a logo anywhere. That really doesn't do much for, uh, for me. And, and plus, uh, obviously, the world is so in, engrossed by technology. So using that, uh, you know, towards your partnerships and, and your rallying. I mean, for example, this was a complete mistake. You know, I didn't even mean to do this, but of course there's a quite a popular Scandinavian flick that was done in 2019. <laughs> no! Yeah, no! Yeah, you wouldn't read where, can I, where can but, I see this? I've never seen this video. Could you share it? <laughs> I want a link. But this, this went nuts. It just went insane. Like, mm. it was just something uh, at the mm. time that... Did, the reason behind it is the diffs were so aggressive that the sure. handbrake was really useless. So, 
I and look, of course, you know, half of this manoeuvre was few obviously spectators, on couple of cameras, and spectators, tight corner, it all adds up. But look, you know, uh, my uncle filmed the original video for it, and it just it, it got uploaded and it went viral. It went nuts. Mm. People just haven't seen a car like that being driven. Yeah, I don't want to talk myself up, and that's what I'm doing. But people, you know, <laughs> people's on. reactions were saying that they haven't seen Group A driving and, and and a lot of aggressive driving like that in in quite some time. So that you know reminded them of the old Group A days, mm. which so. So much we we all need to just weld our diffs and send it. But like like we talked about well. an hour ago, <laughs> Sebastian Loeb is a legend of the sport. He ruined that driving style. Yeah, people don't see that's it. A fair point. So. Yep. You know, you're reminding people of the yeah, 90s so, and their Subaru Liberties, and, you know, that's exciting. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it comes back to your question. Basically, how that went viral was just, oh, shit, we've actually got something here. Like, this was gaining millions of views, and, and of course, socially on Instagram, it, it bumped my profile up and you know, really boosted uh, relationships with partners because they were getting so much out of it too. So... Uh, we thought, shit, we've got something here. And, of course, Ken Block's so famous for doing his videos. And it's it's not far away from that kind of idea. Mm. So we thought, hey, you know, we bought a, a – recently we acquired a green VE Commodore Rally car. <laughs> I've seen and, that. Of, course, uh, of course, that is just mental, you know. So people watch that. And you can just go around a car uh, – in the car sideways around one corner – you know, 80,000 views. Mm. It's just people love that kind of stuff. So that's what we want to incorporate more, especially with this year. We want to do actual like private videos and th there's more exposure sometimes for these partners in doing specific things like this that just like TikTok, for example, it's nuts. People love it, but they only like watching five to 10 second mm. videos. Yeah, that was really funny. Next, I'll ah, share that one because he likes that. So it's that communication and that's how we interact now and actually see everything. So we're hoping to expect a little bit more of like that. You know, the rally car only comes out during events, which which I, I never like. You know, we always like to have fun with our toys and, and like Magna. You know, it, that's going to go ballistic when everyone sees that. That's going to be super <laughs> exciting. And it's going to break the internet, honestly. So it's, it's stuff like that. You know, and that's moving with the future just like WRC is with hybrid. So I think um, I think that's a real exposure point that we're focusing on at the moment and that we offer our partners. So, hmm. But, yeah, there's so many ways you can go about it. And, uh, yeah, I hope that's a little bit of an insight as to what you uh, what you can expect from us and, and just, you know, what you could generally try out as well. Thanks, Heath, mate. That's excellent advice. Um, okay, thank you. And, and we really hope to see you on future podcasts as well. And, and, and we're almost tickling upon a potential co-host really um well he said he oh. wanted to start his own podcast a rival oh. podcast to take us down <laughs> so if we if we don't if we don't take him on he's gonna that's try right and beat us someone's so. gonna stop it's him a, he's I, taking I guess over it the depends if this invoice is paid on so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the terms <laughs> zane we haven't heard much about your rally plans this year i must that is I a fair point honest, well it's complicated because i want to drive a car that I haven't started building Okay, yet. that's a good start. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's still a shell in a shed. Look, I need inspiration. Probably need a bit of money as well. Can I can I guess what it is? You can try, yeah. 
I don't think it's a. Is it a Subaru? Is it got a Subaru badge on it? No, it's not a Subaru. Wow. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to let you it's, down. It's Japanese. It's Japanese. No, it's I'm Japanese. trying to build um, similar to our friend of the show, um, Adrian Stratford, mm. who's building his Corolla with a K20. I want to build a, a Honda Civic with a K20 engine. Mm. First generation. First generation. 1974 mm. Honda Civic, and go do some rallying because I think. Like you've just explained, and like I said as well, rallying is the easy bit. I just want to do the easy bit for a few years, um, hopefully. So, build a car that doesn't break down, no stickers on the side of it, go do some events. But um, What happened to the bug eye? Well, the bug eye's still there. Um, I just... Oh. A very controversial thing to say, but I I've, haven't been having fun recently. Um, and okay. I, I do it for fun, so... I've decided to kind I of did, I, reset. I, I did, I did see the classic Adelaide Rally. That was your last event. That was yeah, 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 yeah. Or well, last event I finished. <laughs> I went to Barra. <laughs> I went to the first round of the South Australian Rally mm. Championship and hot favourite, uh, hot favourite. Um, yeah. The engine exploded about a kilometre into the event. Um, mm. Yep, not great, not great. And then we rebuilt that in two weeks. I went to the next round. And said to myself, I'm not going to try and win a stage. I'm just going to get to the finish line because that's all I want to do. And then a drive shaft blew up on the last stage. Mm. So um, I've kind I of can just, see your motivation. I've just had to press reset on the rallying for now. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. And look, I know it's luck. I know it's bad luck. I, I put the effort in. I put, I, I put effort into the car, making it reliable. Shit happens. I get that. I'm sure you're well aware of this as well, being a fellow Subaru yep. enthusiast. Um, <laughs> owner. Yeah. So <laughs> this is just a reset year for me, and um, yeah, hopefully just have some fun and hopefully win uh, the hundredth anniversary Alpine. Really. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll beat Guy in his Magna. Clearly. Because it's a boat, so you know that's no question there. But hopefully we can <laughs> go to Alpine ship. and yeah, we will. We will see about that. <laughs> it's a ship. It's, um, go, it's not a boat. It's too small. It's too big for it to be a boat. Um, so we'll go to Alpine. <laughs> hopefully have some fun there, and yeah, mm. do some podcasts too. That's, that's really good. Um, we before we wrap up, we we sort of didn't touch about it, and something we we just let uh, uh, well we didn't expect that or wouldn't know about um, is the uh, WRC Fantasy League. Um, Aaron had no idea this existed. Really? It's incredible. Where have you been? Rally fan aficionado. That's weird because you're half an hour behind me, so. Yeah, I've got no excuse. <laughs> <Yeah>. Really, <laughs> mate, we're ten years behind you in South Australia. <laughs> yeah, we got electricity last uh, week. Hey, get get onto it. This mm. is not a PR stunt. This is not a paid. No, nothing about stunt. it. But oh, good, you're not good, getting paid. Good, good Don't promotion. worry about that. Yeah, but um, do you get mm. to win money? I think th- I think there's like a, a prize or something. Oh, private not, bets, know. maybe. It's really the what. If you spend three hundred thousand dollars trying to win the Australian Championship, uh, Australian Rally Championship, what are you? <laughs> Plastic trophy. Thank you very much. Oh, I think it, no, no, it may be uh, maybe a bit of metal and copper in that one, but um, still, okay. still, no, no, no cash, no cash reward. Um, you know, that's yep. probably the first question I get asked about rallying. What's the what's the prize money? Um, <laughs> I've won money. Once. I hate that question. Have you ever won money, Aaron? Question. Have you ever won money? Yeah, I have. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, your yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah, the, the ARC rounds. Hmm. They've actually, uh, like Production Cup, Tom Clark, I was stealing his money at some point. Oh, that's great. Mm. That's awesome. So, yeah. That, so that, he put it up for office. Something to tell you the five-year-olds. <laughs> I know. I know how you feel. Your five-year-old comes up to you. But no, that's, 
What do you win? That's all they care about. That may cover your phone bill. Um, it's not even a five-year-old. When a grown adult asks. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you get that all back? Do you get that all back? Uh, nah. You get glory. And, yeah. Um, yeah. You can't, no one really understands, do they? Oh, well. Um, but yeah, anyway, so the WRC Fantasy League, we have our own, um, within the, 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 the league, the, the competition worldwide, so you basically, you can, you have a choice of six WRC drivers per WRC round that you get to choose within a salary cap that you've got, um, and they score points, bloody, bloody, blah, you win or you lose, or you, um, you go crying to mum like I did on Monte Carlo, uh. Well, you just you just you don't know what's going on. Your fingers not on the pulse, mm. guy. Um, you were way off the mark. Mm. Top um, twenty last year and worldwide. Top twenty um, last year. Mm. Out of a few thousand. Yeah, a couple couple thousand. It was up to fourth uh, one one stage yeah. in Monty before and, it um, all went south. How far the mighty have fallen? Yes. Um, so anyway, join the uh, the the regroup with um, Zane and GT's uh, fantasy league. We'll share um, this around. It's never too late to join. Um, no, a few <laughs> Aaron could make a comeback. Aaron's going to make a comeback. He's going to join this round. Um, so you know, if we have five people join at Sweden, then you know you're competing against those people. You're mm. not far behind them. Um, there's 13 rounds to go. You'll be, yeah, and we'll on, on a half-serious note, it, it sort of makes just watching WRC more entertaining for me because you're invested, you mm. know, like, oh, you think, oh, I just want, you know, Breen to win or whatever. But if you haven't got Breen in your fantasy team, then, you know, you, you, um, you, you're, you're wishing... I do have Breen in my fantasy team. Um, that is, this won. is a re- revelation. That's why I beat you last Yeah, last okay, week. alrighty. So please join us there. Um, Aaron, please join us as well. Uh, thanks for joining Absolutely. us tonight, Aaron. Um yeah, it's a pleasure having you on board. Hopefully, we'll have you back very soon. Um, it's been been a bit of fun, hasn't it? It's Zane? been great fun. First episode down. Hopefully, we did all right. Send us any recommendations, <laughs> feedback, whatever. All feedbacks accepted. We'll go to the junk folder. That's right. Yeah. We don't know how to make a podcast. How do you think we're going to check our emails? <laughs> anyway, send. I tell you what. No, thank thank you guys. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, yeah, it's obviously fantastic to be. A part of the first episode, hopefully I can come back with some more information once some rallies have happened. So, mm. fingers crossed. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. No worries. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you very much. Cheers. Yep. Um, yeah, so we're probably looking forward to a, maybe probably an episode after the next WRC round in Sweden. Um, potentially some more guests throughout the year. and We'll just see where this goes, yeah. really. I think if we aim for like a monthly kind of thing, mm. after the rounds, um, obviously we, got, we need news to talk about. Um, so yeah, post WRC yep. rounds. And yeah, if it's not just my mum listening, we may make some more. Awesome. Or if it's just your mum listening. Oh, Hello. It's worth it. Thank you for coming. Cheers, mate. Listen in next month.